Hello, this is the Our Rivers podcast, hosted by the Forever Our Rivers Foundation. We feature the people making a difference for healthy rivers all across the West. Look for our logo to support the businesses that fund healthy rivers. For more information about our work, visit foreverourrivers.org. This podcast is brought to you by Carlson Vineyards, a family-owned business located in the heart of Colorado's wine country. They grow sun-ripened grapes high in the Rocky Mountains to create easy-drinking, regionally distinctive wines. Carlson Vineyards. You can find them by the Colorado River in Palisade or at their tasting room in downtown Grand Junction. Hello, my name is Clark Tate. I coordinate the Foundation's nonprofit network, and today I'll be talking to two of its members, Erica Nelson, who is an ambassador for Brown Folks Fishing, and Faye Nelson, the executive director of Casting for Recovery. In the summer of 2020, Brown Folks Fishing launched the Angling for All Pledge to address racism and inequality in the fishing industry. Casting for Recovery was one of the first organizations to sign on. When a company signs up for the Angling for All Pledge, they agree to complete a curriculum to better understand how to increase equality and decrease racism in fishing, and then to create an action plan to help them follow through. You can visit brownfolksfishing.com backslash pledge for a deep dive, but we're also about to learn a lot from Erica and Faye. Quick side note, we recorded this conversation in 2020, so any reference to next year means now. So with that said, I'd like to welcome Erica and Faye to the show. Faye, let's start with you. Is there anything else you'd like to say up front about casting for recovery and your role there? Um, sure, I'll give a brief introduction of Casting for Recovery. Uh, we will be celebrating our 25th anniversary next year in 2021. And so the program has been running for a long time. We provide fly fishing retreats throughout the country. Most recently, we've had 55 retreats a year, serving over 700 women a year. And our mission is to enhance the quality of life of women with breast cancer through a unique retreat program that combines both breast cancer education and peer support with the therapeutic sport of fly fishing. Thank you so much. And Erica, how about you? Could you give us a little background on your work with Brown Folks Fishing and then tell us a little bit more about the Angling for All Pledge? Yeah, yeah. And thanks for having us. I got involved with Brown Folks Fishing uh, when it had launched um, in 2018, and I was excited to be part of the ambassador team. As I got into fly fishing, I noticed that there was a lack of um, Black, Indigenous, and people of color in the fly fishing space, and so it was nice to connect with a family and kind of curate my own representation <laughs> and also be the representation for other people of color fly anglers. So. That's kind of how I got connected, and there's about 17 of us ambassadors, and this was founded by Tracy uh, Nguyen Chung. So she is a creator of Brown Folks Fishing, and um, we also co-created the Angling for All Pledge. So Tracy and the Brown Folks Fishing ambassador team found ourselves asking, how can we get more Black, Indigenous, and people of color into conservation by using fishing as a gateway? So we also noticed that the fishing industry as a whole is a barrier to access to um, people of color and that people of color are largely underrepresented in the fishing industry and in conservation as a whole. Um, we're also largely affected by climate change and access to clean water. So 
In response, the team behind uh, Brown Folks Fishing, we launched the Angling Pledge as a framework to advance an intersectional vision across the industry in fishing related to conservation that is rooted in um, anti-racism, justice, equity, liberation, inclusion, resilience, and solidarity. So uh, the Angling for All Pledge is for, you know, if you're into fishing, it doesn't have to be specifically fly fishing. Um, but within the industry, so an individual or a guide or, you know, instructor, companies, organizations, and we're really excited to have Casting for Recovery as a pledgey that has signed on. So uh, we'll be working with various folks and organizations that sign on to complete a foundational curriculum. And um, what that is, is just kind of a journey and discovery of what is this lens of um, anti-racism and what can we do about it in the fishing industry together? Um, and move forward together. So I can definitely go into details about that as well, too, as we kind of move forward. Thank you so much for that rundown. It's really clear what an exciting and ambitious project this is. And I'm wondering, Faye, why did you feel that it was important to sign on to this pledge? Um, and why now? Well, for a number of years, Casting for Recovery has put an emphasis on including more diverse participants in our fly fishing retreats and making sure that communities of color know about them and are signing up for them and that type of thing. We've uh, even done a few specialty retreats, particularly for African American women and um, along the Gulf Coast. And we think that's important for a number of reasons. One is that women of color are disproportionately affected by mortality rates when it comes to breast cancer, uh, up to the tune of 40%. Wow. Uh, so that's a, that's a really big issue for us there. And so we started those specialty retreats a few years ago and made a diversity commitment statement. But this year, we just felt like we needed to do more, not just to participants for our programs and outreach in that sense, but organization-wide, we needed to really take a good look at what we know and to a larger extent what we don't know and how to improve in that area, whether it's hiring processes or having more diverse representation on our board of trustees and, you know, just kind of in everything we do. So. We introduce 700 women a year to fly fishing, and we think that that's, that's a significant number of people, and especially when you're looking at the Angling for All pledge with one of their objectives to move the needle in the fishing industry itself, we considered ourselves a player in that, and, and so we wanted to be a part of it. So Erica, I'm wondering when you're listening to Faye's goals there, um, sort of hiring diversity board representation, does that just sort of immediately make you think of specific steps that you will take in the Angling for All curriculum? Yeah. And just to kind of, um, you know, back up a little bit before we want to see action and see the change. Um, you know, there's a part of the core curriculum is kind of doing some self-discovery and reconciling our own identities. So us as individuals, who are we in the spaces that we uh, move about the world <laughs> in, you know, and how does our organization kind of also reflect its own identity as well? And so that's kind of what we where we pick up um, the conversation to create a common language um, in order to help achieve the goal 
that Casting for Recovery is is looking to do. And so that's absolutely something that we can do as long as we're speaking the same language, you know, and have the right goals and visions together. So we definitely want to see uh, more representation on boards, you know, in leadership and in represented in the industry as a whole. So we're definitely looking forward to getting it to that point. Um, it does take some time and some self-reflection for sure. Yeah. Great. And what does that look like, this self-reflection? Is that a meeting or a retreat or sort of a combination of a worksheet that you send out and then a retreat to reflect? Or can you walk us through what that guided reflection looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is also customized to whatever the organization is looking for. So this can absolutely be a retreat. Some of the pledges that we've already started working on have been virtual online sessions where we set aside four to eight hours. <laughs> that does seem really long, but it, the time goes by really fast. Uh, where we just kind of have a conversation and kind of um, these conversations can be awkward at first, but we like to kind of create a nice safe space um, where participants and pledges can feel comfortable and confident in talking about where they are. Um, and so we kind of call that first uh, tier as reconciling reconciling our identity. And so, yeah, whatever the, the company is looking to, to do. So is that your next step uh, with Faye and Casting for Recovery is to kind of do that evaluation of, of how you want to model this for Casting Recovery's specific needs? Absolutely. Yeah. So the core curriculum has three different um, modules, we can call it. Um, so the first stage is reconciling our identity. Um, the second is building community. And then the third is decolonizing the industry. So how can we, um, you know, take this foundational module and, you know, self-identify who we are and how we are, operate as, a, as an organization, you know, and then move forward together with whatever projects or recruiting or any type of other strategy um, that the organization is looking to do. So yeah, it's, it's definitely some building blocks that we're looking forward to connect with um, Casting for Recovery on. Oh, that's great. And do either of you um, know what the timeline looks like on that right now? Faye, I'll kick that one to you. The ball is definitely in Casting for Recovery's court on this one. At this time, we're very early on in the process. The folks at Brown Folks Fishing and Erica's business had sent us a survey in terms of what are our objectives as an organization and what do we want to get out of this? And I was very candid in saying, you know, I, I think we even need your help in figuring out what those objectives might be. And, and so they responded and said that was great. And so that's where we're going to start. They have sent us a proposal of what that looks like. And it mirrors what Erica just said about those three components. And we have formed a little subcommittee on our staff and board of trustees that will be the core group working on this, although we anticipate all staff and board to work on it to some degree. And we have assembled that group and we've also applied for some grants to help us fund this work. So we're waiting on hearing if we've received some of those grants. And also, probably this will be mostly a 2021 project for us in terms of our fiscal year and ability to really focus and dive in. A quick update here. We recorded this conversation in late 2020. Since then, Casting for Recovery has secured funding from Orvis, Pfizer, and us, aka Forever Our Rivers, to support their full diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative. This work isn't easy, but they're making it happen. Now back to Faye. So 
on one hand, we haven't really gotten started, but in some ways, you know, we've, we've been putting those um, building block pieces together. So we're really looking forward to diving in. And most recently, we did a broad alumni survey that we haven't, we haven't done one this large in a number of years. And for the first time, we're comparing those answers from our alumni, and we're, we're looking at them as one big group as a whole, and also two separate groups in terms of our alumni of color have participated in our programs and white alumni. And we're trying to gather the data there to see if there are any differences in terms of how we're serving those two different populations. And if we are underperforming in one area or another and how those two groups receive their services potentially differently from Casting for Recovery. And we actually do have some initial data back on that that I'd be happy to talk about, but I hope that that is an activity, that equity-centered activity is something that um, brand folks fishing and the angling for all instructors can help us look at and you know determine where we might want to make some shifts. Yeah, if you have any of the results that you feel comfortable sharing or come to the top of your head, I'd be super interested to hear what you have to say, and maybe Erica, hear your initial impressions based on that information. <laughs> okay. I'm afraid I'm hijacking this and turning it into like a, a major work session to benefit casting for recovery, but um, I'm, I'm all for it. So um, Erica, is that okay with you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. I just want to pause the conversation here to thank Erica again for sharing her expertise and to mention that she is also the co-founder of Real Consulting, the firm that guides organizations through the work of the Angling for All Pledge. So she has two hats here, one as an anti-racist consultant and one as an ambassador for brown folks fishing. We thanked Erica and Faye with a bottle of Forever Our Rivers wine created by Carlson Vineyards to support our mission. The red is dry with a medium body and notes of dark fruit, cinnamon, vanilla, and candied cherry. The white evokes crisp green apples, honeydew melon, and lemon zest with a clean finish. You can find them at carlsonvineyards.com. Now that we're all craving wine, let's get back to Faye's survey results. So Casting for Recovery sent a survey to all the participants, alumni, from 2017 to 2019. And we asked 24 questions based on their level of satisfaction with the retreats at the time, what has happened in their cancer journey and fly fishing journey since their retreat experience and what they might want to see Casting for Recovery do with programming in the future. And for the most part, the responses of the women of color were not that different from our white alumni. And so that was good news to us because I believe it helps with the argument that Casting for Recovery is equity centered in providing our services. Um, they, they seem to have very similar answers in terms of the impact the retreat made on them in their journey and that type of thing and their, and their levels of satisfaction with it. So most of the differences um, came in some interesting ways in that the women of color were more interested in a retreat that lasted longer than our typical two and a half days. 
they recommended casting for recovery to others at a slightly less significant rate than the white alumni. So we're asking ourselves questions like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that alumni of color don't like the retreats as much as white women? We don't think so because our satisfaction ratings are very high, like close to 100% across the board. But does that mean that alumni of color know fewer women with breast cancer than our white alumni? Does it mean that uh, alumni of color talk about breast cancer less um, than others do? And so these are the type of things that I think we'd raised during our angling for all curriculum and talk about which one of these are important to dive into further and and which ones aren't. Um, we had some differences in terms of which groups follow their retreat programs and the CFR national page on social media. Women of color tended to not follow on social media as much. And again, we don't really know what that means, but we're just in this initial data gathering phase before we dive into analysis. Women of color tended to keep in touch with people from their CFR retreat uh, more than others. And the women of color had a higher rate of already volunteering and giving back on current Casting for Recovery treats than our white alumni have. Their interest level is the same, but um, significantly more have already jumped into it and have already started volunteering as former participants. So those are the kind of things we've been looking at. That's super interesting. And it's great to hear the high levels of participation, engagement, and volunteering right off the bat. And I'm curious, Erica, if you feel like these are the right types of questions to be asking, since it's probably a little much to ask you to jump into an analysis, is this the type of thing that's really beneficial to do and you like seeing? Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Faye. And that's really awesome to hear again with the recommending and also staying in touch and volunteering. So that's really awesome to hear. And some of the things, and you're asking the right questions, I, I, I feel like, and I think having more diverse perspectives in the room with eyes on the survey can definitely help, um, which is something that we can do at Real Consulting. And so some of the things that I question, are women of color um, feeling like they fit in at these retreats? I know for me personally, sometimes when I'm with a group of, you know, predominantly white women, I typically am a little shy, I'm a little, you know, not as bright and bubbly as I typically am with other women of color. And so just kind of curious on the relationship impacts um, that that has within the retreat space. And so I also am excited to hear about the volunteering and, and women of color really wanting to stay engaged. And so how can we kind of keep that retention as well? So, you know, they're not excited and then possibly have a bad experience and then fall off um, or go, you know, do something else. So those are just kind of some other things that I would add on to the great questions and things that you're already on this road of doing. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I love your suggestion of the question of do you feel you fit in um, on the retreat? And and um, that's that's certainly one we want to know the answer to. So thank you for that. Yeah, and some of this probably can't come from a survey directly, you know, and um, we love data. <laughs> and, and it is also taking it with a grain of salt as well of, of how people are responding and you know, and how do you get to the true impact of, of the survey, you know, in creating change? And so i um, really excited to work with you on that if that's um, up and coming within, within our realm of working. 
Well, I am so excited to see what your organizations bring out of this working together over the next year. And I'm certainly looking forward to checking in on that progress. And just as a way to sign off, I'd love to hear what your vision is to come out of this work for the Angling All Pledge for Casting for Recovery specifically. And then Erica, maybe if you could talk to the vision that you want to see come out of Angling for All as an entire project. So who else has signed on, what you want to see for them, and the ripples you want to see come out of this pledge. Um, So Faye, to you. Well, at the very base level, I think I I want to see Casting for Recovery say we took the time to do some work on this and some self-reflection. And and that's something that I hope all groups and organizations and schools and communities will do. And and I know it will lead to outcomes that we incorporate in our work, but you know, initially I just think I'm just excited for us to do the reflection and see what comes out of that. One of the things that we would love to do is serve more Native American women. And we have found it, and and even though we certainly have some ambassadors in those communities that are eager to help and do some outreach and make some connections for us, we found it extremely difficult. And you know, every once in a while, we'll have some of our volunteers say, you know, listen, we, we've provided the opportunity for them to attend if they aren't interested. How, how hard do we keep working on this? And, you know, I personally don't feel like we have exhausted all the opportunities there. And I think the interesting part of this work is how do we work differently in different communities and different cultures and approach things. And I think, you know, we have to be more flexible and think outside of the box at Casting for Recovery about, you know, building relationships that may take longer time than than we're used to, longer times than we're used to, and approaching it in a, in a different way. And so those are some of the things that I'm looking forward to, and I hope are outcomes. And it's just learning. I don't, I don't know what the answer is yet, but I'm just excited to learn about those opportunities and see what we can do. I think that's great. And I love the growth mindset that this isn't a task to try and that's enough. It's a task to to actually succeed in and to think about the different ways to go about that and not just give up right away. Um, so that's that's great, Faye. Yeah, that's um, really exciting to hear, Faye, especially with the goal of serving more Native women. Um, you know, I am also an Indigenous woman. And so I'm excited to um, really help bridge the the gap because there is more than one way to reach goals. Typically, we are so stuck on one way of doing things. And well, this worked for a certain demographic, but it's not working here. And so I'm excited to kind of dive into that. And I love the growth mindset. That is definitely a requirement of pledges is to have. Um, one of the pledges that has signed on is Rep Your Water. And one of the... Um, I guess the main takeaways from one of the partners was the process is the goal. And that is that deliberate growth mindset and, you know, shifting, how can we approach things differently, you know, and, and this is not one way and a one size fits all. And so that's kind of the beauty of the the England for All Pledge is we're working with various objectives and goals and, and how we can get there together. So um, really excited to hear that, Faye. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, the two core goals of the pledge 
The first one is to establish a benchmark for learning and a commitment to addressing racism and inequality in fishing and its industry. The second is to advance an intersectional vision across the fishing and related conservation community as well. And I kind of like to take this, you know, 50,000 foot view. And personally, I would love for the industry in itself to kind of honor uh, racism. You know, there is roots of racism in fishing, you know, and kind of acknowledge that and learn through that process and grow from that um, in order to have a more inclusive and equitable space within the industry as a whole. And so that is something that I am, it's a big task. (laughs) And, um, you know, one of the tangible steps is working and and connecting and building community with the folks that sign on to the pledge, um, because they're already in this growth mindset, they're already wanting to learn, you know, and those are the best folks to kind of help lead the industry towards that goal of addressing racism and inequality in fishing. So that's what I'm looking forward to doing. That's incredible. And I'm so thankful to both of you for this work that you're doing. And again, so excited to see what you come up with together. We're so happy to have you both on board. And thank you, Clark, also so much for the Forever Our Rivers generous support of Casting for Recovery. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again as well from Brown Folks Fishing. Absolutely. I hope you guys have the chance for a nice relaxing weekend and you get outside and on the river. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you make it down to the river soon too. Forever Our Rivers works with businesses to fund the nonprofits that keep your rivers healthy and accessible. Please subscribe to the Our Rivers podcast to learn about what our incredible partners are doing for your rivers and find out how you can join the movement at foreverourrivers.org.